You're listening to Built on Beavs, your weekly OSU Beavers podcast for fans and by fans. You can listen, subscribe, and share the show on your favorite podcast player and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Built on Beavs. And like the show on Facebook, just search Built on Beavs. You can also contact a BOB crew by sending an email to builtonbees at gmail.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Arete Woodworking, concrete and wood products designed with excellence in mind. Head on over to Instagram to check out his products at Arete Woodworking. That's A-R-E-T-E Woodworking. Now until the next episode of Built on Bees with your B.O.B. crew, Zeke, Nate, and Eric. Welcome to Built on Bees. My name is Eric. I'm joined by Zeke and Nate. On this episode, we're going to recap the season opening loss in football to Oklahoma State, preview the game against Hawaii. Plus, we're going to bring back Behind the Mask as we go behind the Hawaii. Everyone's favorite episode right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go behind the mask with the Rainbow Warriors, and we're going to do the rundown at the end. I am fresh off the trip from Hawaii myself. I'm looking pretty bronze, I'd say, right? (laughs) You know, bronzer than normal. Yeah. See, I always have a good tan to me, I feel like, because I don't get sunburned. Is that the Polish in you, or? I don't know what it is. No, it's definitely not the Polish. Yeah. What are you you trying to say, Z? Well, because my wife's part Polish, and she she burns up, yeah. You get get pretty red, too, right, Nate? Yes, I... I definitely burn, but for some reason, I feel like since I've gotten older, I don't burn as bad and I don't peel anymore, which is maybe partially because I'm not as crazy as when I was a kid and wouldn't just stay with my shirt out, my shirt out, my shirt (laughs) off outside for like three hours at a time. But yeah, I I don't remember last time I peeled. I get nasty farmer's tans. I would tell you this much. It doesn't matter your skin complexion. You stay out in the sun long enough, it will burn you. Well, it, I've learned that the hard way. So what happens? Well, it, oddly enough, I was in Hawaii. I love the way you what, say Hawaii. What, you, so you're saying it the right way. Yes. Okay. It just makes us look really bad. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you can seem like a typical American. Oh, wait, that is, Amer- that is an American it, state, obviously, but true, still. True. It feels different there, though. Yeah, so... Um, Anyway, I was the, on the back of a boat in Kauai mm-hmm. for about five hours with no protection, no lotion, no um, sunscreen, and I got burnt pretty bad. It's the worst when you get sunburnt. Mm-hmm. Just you're hot and like your skin feels tight. It's not fun. No, Eric, little, it feels little, like you misplaced your Hawaii trip by a week. I know. I did. And I, I was going to say... I. Flew with some other beaver fans, at least one. Okay. I could name. So Were you wear, um, wearing beaver gear? Oh, yeah. I had my beaver hat on the whole time there. <laughs> totally. Okay. Yeah, I had the beaver hat on the whole time. And um, the vacation was interesting because, like, I, as you both know, I was on an antibiotic because I had a knee infection. So I couldn't get my knee in the water. And um, that I wasn't supposed to be in sun, really, either. Um, so... It, yeah, people thinking Basically, I go to yeah. Hawaii, it's kind of feels like a kind of a lame trip, but it wasn't. I made the most out of it. That's good. So, even got to see Aloha Stadium. Nice. So, um, well, not it it wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Okay. You could tell it's a dated stadium. Yeah. That's for sure. 
So, but they had like a swap market out there too. So, um, it was one of those things where you kept going around in this giant parking lot and a lot of the stands were the same thing over and over again. It was like some weird twilight zone thing. So, Interesting. But that's odd. Had a good time. And, um, yeah, so now I'm 30 and I don't know. Well, I, I never know if I'll go to Hawaii again. Might be a one-time thing. We, we've we all so. been at this table. Yeah, we it's have. beautiful. We've all been within the last year. Look at that. Yeah, I just a longer passed. No, it was a year and about a week for me. Okay, so semantics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Let's get all right. All right. You're saying. All right. Well, not all of us went to the game this past Friday. Nate wasn't able to go. Um, so he watched the Oklahoma State game from television the following day. So let's start with that. Uh, before we actually go into breaking down the game and going over it, I just want to start with kind of talking about the experience. Me and Zeke got the opportunity to be there at Reeser. Um, I know from my perspective, a lot of good energy on campus, fun environment. People were genuinely happy to be there before the game. I agree. I think one of the beautiful things is when you kick off football season, there's no feeling like it. You know, everybody at the barbecue grill set up. They have, you know, the beers and the brewskis getting popped, and everybody's in a joyful. <laughs> they were they were there. Yeah. yeah, everybody's joyous and whatnot because, you know, as far as everyone teams go, they all at the same level. So, and anything can happen at the beginning of the season. I think everybody was excited about that, and also just like that pregame show with the fireworks. The loudness, the cheerleaders, the football team, the flag, everything, you know, just the mascots. The orange. Exactly, the orange. <laughs> a very large sea of orange at the game. It was very hard to differentiate who was an OSU fan and who was an OSU fan. Yeah, you had to start doing an ice squint like, okay, is there a beaver in the shirt or is there a cowboy in the shirt? Because, yeah, they were, I know they're a different orange, but it's confusing. This might very be a hard reason. question to answer, but... Did any feel, anything feel different from the start of this season being there to the first home game of last year, if you can even remember that? I think it was probably different because I don't think the Beavers have opened a season at home in a couple of years now, right? I mean, so usually when they have their home opener, they've already played games. Or a game. Yeah. So, yeah, That's true. the environment felt a bit different. I felt like there was more energy than um, other seasons that I've went to a game. Yeah, I would say me. the same. Like two years ago, I went to the home opener, uh, Portland State. Me and you both, Nate, went to mm-hmm. that one. And I think we were – that. although the Beavers won that Portland State game, it, it didn't feel good. No. The, oh, the no. competition was too close. Yeah. I know. Was there anything like different with the festivities or anything? Because I heard from a, another source, my in-laws to be exact, that I think they're just primarily, I don't know if disappointed is the word, but it just feels like there's no real change to whether or not it's like the food and the vendors or the pregame festivities mm. or the things that happen during the game. What was it he said? I heard something. Oh, did they play a song, like music during each in between snaps or something over the loudspeakers? I don't know if it was over the loudspeakers, but I think they had like a 
DJ on the field or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, but Is I that thought, weird? I think they've had that before, actually. Really? And I would say there's maybe less stuff going on outside the stadium than there usually is. Yes, I think because it was a Friday, it was a Friday night game. Yeah. So I think Saturday is so different because people start really early in the morning being out there and stuff like that. So it, it, from what I saw, I'm not saying it was like a packed environment outside, but most people were in pretty good spirits at the beginning yes, of the at game. The beginning. So Beavers fall to, to the Cowboys 52 to 36 after having an early lead and scoring on their first two possessions. Luton finished. 23 of 42, 251 yards, three TDs. Jefferson had 16 carries for 87 yards. Hodgins, nine receptions for 170 and two TDs. The offense finished with 448 yards. Um, Wilson led the Beavers in tackles with 12, and the defense finished the game giving up 555 Mm. yards and no turnovers. And Shuker went one for one on his field goal attempts and three extra points. So Where do we start? We start, you know, we start on one, but who wants to give their first thoughts I will. on this past game? Go ahead, Nate. So like we kind of said, I went on a camping trip that I planned a while ago. I will say this. It did help me because I kept my phone turned off because I'm like, I'm not risking this, getting notifications. Went straight after camping to my in-law's house to watch the recording so that was the longest in the stretch I can remember without having my phone on, and that was just kind of nice that overall. That is a great feeling. It is. Um, and so we turned the game on. Obviously, first drive, march right down that field and score. And I was like, are you kidding me? It just felt that like, okay, we're a team. This is what well, I was going to say. We've seen that before. We though. have, but it's still just, I mean, it's a new season. You're playing a big team. So it just right. felt like, oh, okay, we're coming out and we're coming with some power and it kind of boosted up my energy. Like I was nervous and I was like, we can do this. This team can beat this. Obviously it's the first drive. We haven't seen the defense and then the defense comes and then it keeps coming out and no stop touchdown, no stop field goal, no stop touchdown. It's just started to kill and deflate every ounce of excitement I had. And I hate, it's hard to say. It just feels like, oh, is this going to be another one of those years? Now, I will say there was some signs of improvement with some pressure with our added people on the line and our linebackers making some big plays. So there was signs, I guess, of improvement on the defensive line. But when you look at the end stat line and the results if you just looked at that there's like oh there's no sign of improvement obviously there's the questions how good is this oklahoma state team this that this that this that but overall just kind of felt like the beavers and i don't know what that necessarily means pretty good offense that can score points that can move the ball and a defense that can't cause turnovers and can't get any stops. I'm going to make this real fast. Because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) The Beavers have a good offense, not a great one, a good one. Because a good offense means, hey, you could get down there and score, but you're not going to score every single drive. Mm -hmm. And a good offense means that you need a decent defense to help you out on the other side of the ball. Our defense is subpar. Unfortunately, 
I think, oddly enough, I think we're better this year than we were last year, but still not good enough, especially when it comes to Pac-12 play. And one difference I've seen is this year we've had more penetration on the D-line, mm-hmm. but no containment. Because, you know, you can have penetration, but if you don't have containment and you got a quarterback that can run like uh, oh, yeah. Oklahoma State's can, you, you're going to have the problem that we had where you penetrate, he moves out to the outside, no one's breaking down to get those tackles, and now a third and 20 turns into a first and 10. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like like at the beginning of the game, you know, like you said, so much assignment. We come out the gates hot, bam, answer for answer, answer for answer, and then things start to slow down where, hey, we're three and out. Now it's defense turn to say, hey, we're going to get them three and out, but that didn't happen. And every single third now, I got nervous. Mm-hmm. When it was third now for um, the Cowboys and they were getting ready to get up there, no matter if it's third and eight, third and two, third and 20, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? And every single time, it seemed like every single time we gave it up. And I think the Oklahoma State scored on every single drive except for two. Yeah, and one of them was near the end of the second half, and I believe they right. were just taking a knee. So if you want to count that. I think that's the hardest part is, yeah, there's there's improvements, but just something isn't there that they can go a full – drive or stop go three and out because yeah it hits that third down it's never fun when you can't like confidently say oh we're getting a stop here it's that kind of like oh i really hope but eh." and then yep third and long and they convert the quarterback rolls out and takes it for a 30 yard run (laughs) i mean that's deflating well i'm with you guys it's clear that the, the offense had a hot start great start and um I also would say that even though the defense let up points early, I thought that they battled early. I don't think yeah. that there were easy points. I and I, I, I think right. that, that – so even when I was watching the game, for me, I felt like, okay, this defense seemed a little improved because they weren't giving up those really big um, dagger plays early on in the game. But what happened was as the game kept going – we just give up too many big plays. A lot of teams well, that go sorry, ahead. I don't mean to interrupt, but yeah, that, I mean the, our second, like those pass interference calls that are deep balls, and we're just we basically trip over their guys and push them. It's like these kind of mistakes that give them another chance. And with a team like Oklahoma State, for sure, you just can't give them another chance, and that's hard. Yeah, and like you said it's hard to really know what this Oklahoma state team is right. right now. It'll be interesting to see as the season goes on, like who are they really? Because I don't think we, we don't really know the level of opponent yet that we just faced. I think we can all agree. And we've talked about it offensively. This team's going to be able to, to compete and put up points against teams. Defensively though, there's some there's some question marks. There's some real red flags. And it's it's concerning when you're going to get into Pac-12 play. And even when we're going to talk about Hawaii here soon, it's going to be really difficult because what's going to happen is you're expecting the offense to put up points on every single drive. And I do not think we're that powerful of an offense yet. Mm-hmm. We are a, an above average offense. 
with some studs. I mean, Hodgins went nuts. Oh, yeah. Nine receptions, yeah. 172 TDs. Was it two? Yeah. So there's there's some power. There's some playmakers on this offensive side. It's going to be what can this defense do? And maybe maybe Oklahoma State, who knows, they end up being a top 10 team and a powerhouse. We don't know yet. I hope that's the case, actually. I really do. Yeah. I think there's a there's a little grace right now, just because it's first game, obviously. Like we're all saying, we don't know what this team's going to be. This next game is, I think, where if we do the same thing happens with a Hawaii team, then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. then we start really getting down, I think. But, you know, I, I just thought they were going to compete a little more. I mean, they, com- they competed, and I'm not trying to st- – bash or say like oh that's just a disaster because it wasn't there was no, a lot of wasn't. sign of life i was really happy to just luton played well i mean the offense was good the defense showed signs of improvement and so it's not like a complete disaster but i thought overall in the long run it'd be a little more competitive score wise and closer towards the end than it was um so it was a little disappointing in that way but overall not too scared of where this team's at. I mean, it's week one. We just got to kind of move on, look towards Hawaii, I think. Really easy to press the panic button right now. And yes. I did on Friday night, but I'm getting away from that panic button. And one game at a time, one snap at a time. Yeah. So, And if you look at it, it was just 16 points. That's two touchdowns and two points. Well, I tell you right. what, the, and that's an interesting thing on the two-point conversions. Because you convert, they they went for a lot of those. I almost wonder they just held back a little bit. It's actually it may have actually been a one possession game there down the stretch, but you know, but you make them, no one's getting criticized, right? So, all right, let's take a break. When we get back, we are going to go behind the mask and we are going to preview the football game against Hawaii this Saturday. You're listening to Bill Donkey. Michael Nolan Design is a Willamette Valley-based graphic designer. If you're interested in seeing what he's been up to, looking at some of his products, go on over to Instagram and follow him at Michael Nolan Design. Welcome back to Built on Beavs. It is time to look ahead to the Beavers football game against the University of Hawaii this Saturday, September 7th at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu, Hawaii. It's a 9 p.m. kickoff. And the game will air on Facebook Watch, so that's what? interesting. And it's yeah, not like good a luck. not like a watch on your wrist. So it's like I think it's kind of like a version of Facebook Live or something like that. So what? Yeah. But you have to watch on Facebook, and you can always tune in on the Beaver Sports Network as well, radio. So, but yes. So those of you that have banned social media, you, bring it back. Yep. Or or find a friend. That's true. Yeah. So. It's funny because on ESPN it says the game starts at eight fifty nine. Oh, why? I don't ask me. So in Hawaii, so that's going to be a six p.m. kickoff over there. Mm-hmm. So just traveling from there, so I had that in my head. Mm-hmm. So, so I yes, that was a five hour difference. Um, from the Midwest, it would be. Okay. Not from here. Okay. So, anyways, we don't want to confuse people. Nine p.m. kickoff. You can watch it on Facebook. Let's we're going to bring back behind the mask. This is a segment that we did on season one of Built on Beeves, where Nate does his research on a mascot for an opposing football team, typically. And 
I feel like we have a really unique one this week, Nate. Or maybe it's not as unique as I think. Yeah. No, I don't. If unique's a word, maybe. I would say one that's rooted with deep tradition. Okay. Um, a little different than what most colleges are like with you usually. Obviously, we have Benny the Beaver. You legitimately have someone behind the mask. Not so much here. Um, it's more so the culture behind this team and the tradition of Hawaii and, and all of that. So a little bit about the rainbow because they are the rainbow warriors. Um, so before 1923, the teams were actually nicknamed the Deans. You'll like, listen to this one. Like okay? a Dean, like a, like a, somebody that works at a school. I don't know if that's the <laughs> Sorry, meaning okay. behind it, but yes, okay. that is the word. Deans, right. Check this out. Then in the final game of the 1923 season, these deans, I guess they were, upset Oregon State oh seven well, get to out zero. Of here. Get out of here! Right? Wow. I don't okay. know what that means for us now, but upset Oregon State seven to zero at Moili Ili Field. During the game, a rainbow appeared over the field, and then reporters started calling the team the Rainbows. And the tradition began. Began that Hawaii would not lose a game if a rainbow appeared. And they haven't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can confirm that. <laughs> um, but anyway, rainbows have a deep tradition with Hawaiian culture okay. as well. Um, it says a rainbow hovering over a newborn child indicated that he was of godlike rank. Okay. Then we bring in the warrior. And the warrior holds a special place in Hawaiian history, kind of displays strength, skill, fighting spirit. Um, although it wasn't until 1974 that the team, the football team adopted the nickname Rainbow Warriors, um, the university's use of the name goes back a number of years. Um, a little bit, that's kind of primarily about the tradition of the Rainbow Warrior itself. Yeah. There was a time when the women, the women's teams were the rainbow wahini if that's how you pronounce it that could be off sound right which wahini is translated as woman um so they use that for time to date though all of the teams are the rainbow warriors that's kind of changed throughout the years their colors green and white came about because a group of faculty wives were deciding on decoration and color schemes. And at the time, materials took weeks to be shipped to the islands, making materials of many colors scarce. So they kind of reasoned together that basic white would always be available and green decorations could constantly be provided by Hawaii's lush plants. And it is lushful. Yes. That is true. Um, see, and I remember back in the day, I <laughs> Nate made a face in the microphone. You guys couldn't see it. It threw me off. Anyways, um, it's a little rawness for you. <laughs> I remember back in the day. Um, do you remember? You probably, or you, both of you probably played in N64. Yeah, yeah, slightly. They had like a Fox Sports college hoops game, and they had Hawaii in there. That. And back in the day, I remember their logo actually had a rainbow 
and stuff like that. And they were, I don't know if the uniform is more colorful, but there was no white or green pattern yet. Okay. Yeah. So that must be a recent update. Fairly, yeah. So a little more on the color. White was kind of associated with Hawaiian royalty. Um, and then here we go. With the creation of the new athletic logo in 2000, that's when this new one that we see to this date, that's when the black and silver kind of got incorporated into it. Um, so you ever think these teams and just like make something up to make it more traditional? Like really all we have is the color white. Let's just say it's royalty. We'll throw it in there. It sounds really good. I don't know. It, it depends on where you come from because in Hawaii, it may have some significance. Okay. You just went serious. I was trying to goof off a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. So the new Hawaiian logo, if you look at it, it has some triangles that are like three points, which they represent the balance of the individual, the body, mind, and spirit. Ancient Hawaiians believe that each entity with these values could not stand strong without the other two. And this is the significance to the specific three triangles within the H. But That's, didn't it also just look good? Well, sure. You want your logo to look good. It looks cool. I mean... Oh, yeah. I like it. that. That's kind of a little bit of the tradition. And there's that old one. Yeah, you can see the old one. logos if you go look that up Yeah, on their website. Very colorful. Like um, a rainbow. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. A lot of tradition rooted in this program. Well, mahalo, Nate, for letting us know about the tradition of the Rainbow Warriors. You're welcome. Thank you. Now I'm going to move on in, into the stats for Hawaii and they currently have only one game on their belt and they are one and oh they had beat the University of Arizona and when did they play they played that early was the first week that was on yeah. a Saturday was it a Saturday two weeks oh, it's been over two weeks ago they yeah. played on they played on a day where like the season was just getting started there was like barely any games so yeah, yeah. they had the this past week off yeah there was one of the early features this past weekend, they had a bye week. And as far as it looks for their passing goals, between the two quarterbacks in that one game, they had 34 completions with 48 attempts for a total of 436 yards of passing with a 70% uh, completion rate. And then they had five touchdowns and also four interceptions. Um, they allowed one sack as well. And the longest throw they had was 41. And then when it comes to rushing yards, their top rusher, um, Furuta, I hope I pronounced that correctly, had only 42 yards. So, um, I mean, if that means anything. Um, total rushing yards, however, team-wide was 159 for 30 attempts. And the longest run being 22 yards. As far as receiving goes, they had uh, 34 receptions for a total of 436 yards, with the longest being 41 yards again. And then when it comes to defense, they had a total of 60 tackles, two sacks, um, a total loss of four yards on those sacks. And then they had two interceptions as well. So what, what I see with this Hawaii team is they're very offensive strong, and I think they like defense as well, kind of like the Beavers. I was going to say, it almost seems like a similar opponent. Like, 
you can almost see ourselves in them a bit. Or yeah, I would also say though um, they give up the football. So I think that comes with. I think they're a team that's not afraid to just go for it and move the ball, throw it downfield. I think this is a huge game, more so than I thought at the beginning of the year. Partially because I thought, like I said a little bit earlier, I thought we were going to compete a little more with Oklahoma State. And that defense, I think this is a statement game for them to see what they can do, what they're going to – even the whole team, how are they going to respond after that first game that I imagine even for their standards was a little more disappointing than they hoped for. This is going to be a big tell in that, and I think our defense has to come out with confidence and flock into that ball. Do you think it's a more important game now because of that Oklahoma State loss? Yes, I do. So I agree with that. I do because I thought I think everyone kind of had that anticipation that it's going to be a really close game, and it just wasn't as much. And so I think people's, you know, everyone had that new year, new season. We got a lot of improvement on the defense and it kind of came out that first game a little stale in the long run. This is a huge game. I, and coming with a team that's one and O beat a pac 12 team in Arizona already, mm-hmm. which we don't want to make that too, obviously straight pac 12 teams. They beat. It's a big game. Right. And you, it's a long game as far as like the travel. So getting over to Hawaii, it's, it's an uncommon opponent. We last played them in 2014. Mm-hmm. So it's not a typical opponent that we would play. It can be in a, a distracting game or you're in Hawaii. Oh, it's, totally. It can be distracting Very environment distracting. with the beauty of that state. Yeah. And also maybe some bad blood too, as well, because of the recruiting stuff that happened yeah. with the Beavers trying to get um, Hawaii players I mean, Jonathan Smith said it was a data era, so I'm going to trust Jonathan Smith over whatever the Hawaii coaches want to say. Um, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think they handled it correctly by going to Twitter about it. So, but either way, so there's some kind of, there might be some kind of bad blood with this matchup as well. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting seeing these two teams take the field against one another. It is. I think it's going to be very interesting, especially since there's some history between us, obviously, when they upset us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we were ranked when they upset us? I don't. I don't have that information. That was okay. just on their website. So, so Maybe it didn't even a, happen. Better than so. them, evidently. <laughs> Maybe they just added that on there now. Yeah. I, I, can, I don't I expect a 7-0 to zero game in this no, one. Well, I don't no. think it's so. It's going to be a high scoring. Tell you what, if we lose 7-0, to zero, I'd be pretty happy. In a happy weird way. is a weird <laughs> way to describe it, but you, maybe content, not happy, maybe? but be like, yeah, content. Not be like, yeah. wow, really proud of our defense. I'd say that. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a huge game for our defense. I think our offense is going to come out and do well again. They're going to score. They're going to move the ball. I'm not worried about them. It's just, can the defense get three and outs and a turnover at least? I, I think we, for the defense, we need to see at least one turnover, at least one interception, especially considering it seems like Hawaii is just tossing them up there for people to go out and get. Which it's like, man, is that going to be hard then if we don't get a turnover that this team is turnover? I mean, it's one game, so you don't know yeah. that much. But 
Well, it was a they gave up a total of or they six turnovers in their game against Arizona, four picks, I think two fumbles. Yes. So if you are a defensive player for this Beavers team, there must you you have to know that stat line. Mm-hmm. Probably the coaches are drilling them like, hey, like you can force turnovers on these guys. Like you can do it. Yeah. So it, I think if you're a defensive player, you must feel somewhat, I don't know if the right word is confidence, but optimistic of your chances of like, hey, if we get in this, if we get in their face, we make it difficult for them, they're going to cough it up. That's true. And I think one thing that can do is it can really build the confidence of the defense and also build the fans' confidence in the defense to show like, hey, yeah, we can do it, and that Oklahoma State was just a tough opponent. And maybe this Hawaii team is kind of high on themselves right now after beating Arizona week one. You have a buy, so sometimes that can be helpful. Sometimes that can hurt you. Just having that break, I mean, having that big win for them, if that's kind of fizzled off or – even if they're kind of not expecting much from us, we could come in there, surprise them, get up ahead. I, I think, too, like, man, I hope this is a game we can get ahead early, maybe in a couple possessions and hold that off. That's going to be interesting to see. Well, I will say, I, I think the Beavers would have to have another quick start to be able to win this game. Mm-hmm. I think if we get behind early, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long night, I think for for us. Now, if we're able to have the start that we had against Oklahoma State, and potentially, you know, maybe I don't even want to say three and outs. I would say a a step up for us would be the defense instead of allowing touchdowns, converting those to field goals. Yeah. would make such a difference. It does. Even it does. that just. I think the correct term would be a bend don't break defense, allowing mm-hmm. it. To bend a little bit, but we're not going to break apart. We're not going to allow three to four to five big plays. Mm -hmm. Maybe one or two. That would be an improvement for this Beavers team, I think, this Saturday, if they can do that defensively. And and our defensive secondary needs to come ready because Hawaii is notorious for airing it out. They would throw the ball all day, hence the four interceptions. They don't care. They toss that ball up every single day, all day. Well, that's going to be the interesting thing because for Hawaii, they know that we give up a lot on the ground. So what what's going to be their approach? Because I know, if you remember last year when we played Washington State, who's just known for throwing and throwing and throwing the ball, we were in that game because they just did not want to run the ball against us when it was easily the way to, to beat us. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder, if is Hawaii going to be stubborn like that against us? Are they going to go to the air, to the air, to the air? Are they going to try to get some kind of run game going, knowing that that's an area where we've let up a lot of yards? Yeah, I think they're going to go to the air. I mean, like I said, you know, their top rusher, he only hit so many yards. He hit under 50 yards, their top rusher. But combined over 100. Yeah, combined over 100. But uh, and I I think I would like to see us on the ground more, get some more penetration in, in the end zone. With, you know, Jefferson and Artavius Pierce and everything. I think that would be nice to see as well. I think the biggest threat is that holding, containing the QB in there, not letting him get out of the pocket and scramble. Because that's probably what they're going to go for is that air raid. Nothing's open, kind of scramble out of the pocket. And that's the hardest part of the quarterbacks. Just you, You have them, you have him 
getting ready to get down and then sneaks away and breaks away for a first down and a big, big run. And if the defense can contain that too, I think that's a step up and step in the right direction as well. Let's do the spread and predictions for this game. So the spread currently right now, Hawaii is listed as a six and a half point favorite. So if you were to, were to take Hawaii, they would have to win it at least by seven points. And if you took the Beavers, they just need to be within that six and a half. So let's get to predictions. Zeke, I'm going to go with you first because Nate was not ready. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pondering. Oh, yeah. I think the Beavers going to win it by two possessions. Um, whether that's two touchdowns or a touchdown and a field goal, I think we could realistically win it by two possessions. Two possessions. Mm-hmm. Beavers win. Yeah, Beavers win. I am, if you guys want to recap, I'm 1-0 and in picks this year, unfortunately for it's us true. as a Beavers, but they are 0-1, so I'm winning that race. This is a hard one. I think Beavers are going to come out strong. They're going to compete. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to give the Beavers a loss in this. My don't heart want is to. Broken. Don't want to. Just from what I saw the first game, and that's what I'm looking by, and what I saw from Hawaii, their first game, that's what I'm judging off. I think if that's what meets together this game, it's not going to be good for the Beavers. I don't think they're going to get blown out, and I don't think, and I think we're going to see a lot of signs of improvement. I just think for the full game, they're not going to be able to last, and I don't like that, and I don't like that I'm saying it, but I got to. So I believe that the Beavers are going to be able to put up points. I think that's going to happen. I also think that we already touched on it. The amount of turnovers that Hawaii gave up against Arizona Mm -hmm. should put some confidence in the defense, even though I said, don't use that word. I'm just going to use it now. But I think defensively, the Beavers are going to be able to do more and make things more uncomfortable for Hawaii than than they were able to do for Oklahoma State. But when it comes down to it, I am going to have to go with Hawaii winning this game as well. I think it's going to go I think it's going to be competitive throughout, but I see it by the end where Hawaii is going to pull away with a two-possession win. I could see it four or five minutes left of the game and the Beavers have a chance to maybe score and then maybe turn the ball over or try to go for a fourth-round conversion. It doesn't work, and then Hawaii puts up one more score. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting from this game. So that's two for Hawaii, me, and Nate. And Beavers, we all hope that you're right. Yes, we so do. You know. yes, so, we so let's take a break. When we get back, we got the rundown. You're listening to Bill Dunn. A husband and wife team, Impact Real Estate is there, ready to answer any home buying questions you may have. Go on over to their website, impactrealestate.com. That is the letter M-P-A-C-T, realestate.com. Or feel free to call them at 541-231-2157. They would love to help you out in any way they can. Welcome back to Built on Beeves. 
we are going to do the rundown. 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 Where we look at other news headlines in Beaver Athletics and more. Nate, why don't you get us started? Okay, for the men's soccer team, we have them two games under their belt. They're sitting at a record of one and one. Their first game was against Coastal Carolina, in which they lost by a score of two to one. The first half, they had seven shots. The second half, they also had seven shots, with five of those being on target. Their first goal came in the 32nd minute by Joel Walker, and that was all they had in that game. Um, Their second game, they played Colgate, and they won that game by a score of 2-1. to In the first half, they had seven shots. Second half, they had six, 13 total, six on goal. Their first goal didn't come until the 30th minute, and that was by Eric Diaz. Their second goal came late in the 85th minute by Alex Cover. Their schedule coming up, they have a game hosting Davidson on Friday, September 6th at 7 o'clock p.m., followed by Pacific. They're hosting that game as well on Monday, September 9th at 7 p.m. as well. So we got a home slate here. Go check out your Beavers men's soccer team. Now on to women's soccer. They started off very strong with a 3-0 start, um, winning against Portland State, Villanova, and St. Mary's of California. Um, the next game coming up is September 5th, Thursday. It's going to be here in Corvallis, and it's going to be versus the New Mexico State Lobos. And after that, September 8th on Sunday, also in Corvallis, it's going to be against University of California, Davis. Um, go ahead and check them out. Takes a look like they're ranging from 4 to $6, so very affordable event to take the family to women's volleyball has started the season two and oh after victories over uc irvine and boston college at the oregon classic winning both matches 3-0 and they have yet to give up a set so next up for them is the hoosier invite which will be in bloomington indiana indiana university uh this thursday and friday with matches against oklahoma indiana and yale so this is another program that's off to a hot start like women's soccer that had a difficult season last year. So they're both off to good starts. So that's really exciting. For your women's golf team, we have Ellie Slama who made the cut at the Cambia Portland Classic, which is an LPGA event. She's a rising junior from Salem, Oregon, and she shot rounds of 68 and 69 to give her a seven under 137 heading into the weekend um, her thoughts on the tournament she said it means a lot making the cut at my first lpga tournament especially since it's close to home i've been associated with this tournament since i was little my goal is now to continue to have fun and play my best golf she's won oregon amateur for the second consecutive year this past june with a three and two win over haley greb and so she had a scoring average of 72 and 35 rounds as a sophomore, the best single season scoring average in Oregon State history. She selected to the all Pac-12 first team and named the Pac-12 golfer of the month for October and set the program's single season record with seven top 10 finishes. Now onto women's basketball. If you've been following us for the past couple of weeks on our recent shows, we talked about the Italy trip. And they have finished up their trip with a perfect record against uh, some professional teams there in Italy. They 
ended their trip in Como, Italy, and they played against the, uh, I don't know what the mascot is, but it's Costa Basket, and they beat them 89 to 47, and that was on Friday, August 30th, so they're headed back home now, back here, and um, I'm. it's kind of interesting. I wonder if there's NCAA rules whether or not they could play there or if they could play in the States, but anyway, it's good to get the freshmen some experience and look out for the women's basketball team this year. It looks like it's going to be another good one. Well, I wanted to say as well, because I was following them on social media, they actually went to some of the things like I think we kind of talked about, maybe them doing. So I know they got pizza for sure. I (laughs) can't confirm if they got gelato or not, but I think that that happened. There's no way they did. They had to. It looks like they had a lot of fun. Plus, they're winning while they're there, so it's like all good. That always makes it more fun. Yeah. The NFL season kicks off this Thursday going to be my Packers against Zeke's Bears. (laughs) So, um, and we have 10 Beavers currently on active rosters and three on practice squads. So most recently, a fan favor around here, Ryan Null, uh, has made the practice squad for the Bears. Pretty sure he was on the practice squad last year as well. Uh, Sean Mannion, you guys remember him? QB2 mm-hmm. now for the Vikings. He's with the Rams for a long time, okay. but the Vikings picked him up this past April, I believe. So now he's with the Vikings and will be a backup there. Um, and of course, probably the biggest name on the list, Brandon Cooks. He's excited to see what he can do with the LA Rams this season. A lot of expected out of that. All right, let's wrap this up. Remember, listen, subscribe, and share the show, and follow us on our social media outlets. And you can also send us a line by emailing builtonbees at gmail.com. For Zeke and Nate, I'm Eric. Thanks for listening. We are Built on Bees.